0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. Today on the show, ApeCoin, Moonin, Labor Department has concerns. And regulation is coming from the CFTC, maybe, coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, April 29th, 2022. As you can tell, this is not the weekend review because I opened up Decrypt this morning and I was just like, wow, there's a lot of new news, a lot of new articles coming out. And I think that we should report those and let you know what's going on in the crypto space instead of recapping only four days. And you know what? I think I'm going to start doing the weekend review on Saturday instead of Fridays because I think that we missed a little bit of news on Friday. And I'm going to move that to Saturday instead. So anybody who wakes up in the morning Saturday can get their whole week of news in one go. What do you guys think? Email me, Aaron at TheCrypt.co. If there's any objections to that, please say them now or forever. Hold your peace. Now let's get into those crypto prices. And recording this at 10.07 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time, we have Bitcoin sitting at $39,242, up half a percent in 24 hours. Ethereum's at $2,880, up 0.2% in 24. Teller's number 3, Binance Coin is at 399.41, up half a percent in 24. And USDC is number 5. Rounding off the top 10, we have Solana, Terra Luna, XRP, Cardano, and Dogecoin. And since we're talking about this right now, ApeCoin is absolutely mooning. ApeCoin has soared over 7% in the past 24 hours. Uh, it hit an all-time high price of uh, $27. And now, right now, right now, is at $21.77, up 5% in 24. It says, like I said, it soared up 7% in 24 hours. It's up 53% on the week. And this is not uh, unforeseen. Uh, A lot of these metaverse tokens have been skyrocketing right before they released their metaverse platform. Uh, The same thing happened to Zilliqa a couple weeks ago. It went from 4 cents all the way up to 20, 21, 22 cents. I don't know what it's sitting at right now. I think it's about 9 cents. But Zilliqa went up 5x. They released their platform and then people just started selling off. I don't know if 8coin is going to do the same thing. It might and it might not because why the crypto space and the crypto space has reasons. So keep an eye out for Board Ape Yacht Club's uh, Metaverse release tomorrow. It's called Other Side, and it's going to be released around noon, Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Total market cap of the whole crypto space we're at 1.78 trillion dollars. A BTC dominance of 41.7 and an ATH dominance of 19.4. Moving into today's headlines. The U.S. Department of Labor has grave concerns over the inclusion of crypto, including Bitcoin, in American retirement accounts. Just days after Fidelity opened its retirement accounts to Bitcoin, the acting assistant secretary of the Employee Benefits Security Administration told The Wall Street Journal, we have grave concerns about what Fidelity has done. On Tuesday, Fidelity announced that it would let members of its 401k retirement savings program invest up to 20% in the leading cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. Dave Gray, head of workplace retirement offerings and platforms at Fidelity, told the New York Times, we started to hear growing interest from plan sponsors organically as to how Bitcoin or how could digital assets be offered in a retirement plan. The department cautions planned fiduciaries to exercise extreme care before they consider adding cryptocurrency to a 401k plan. And just a quick personal story. My stepdad obviously had a 401k plan. He worked at the same place for 40-something years. And I remember 2008 to 2012 or so, uh, we were talking about his retirement, and he was like, you know, before the 2008 recession, he was like, I have over a half a million dollars in retirement, and you know, he's looking forward the next, you know, maybe five, six, ten years to work, but you know, he was already approaching sixty, and he wanted to retire, but when 2008 happened, his half a million dollars went totally down, like under two hundred thousand dollars, and he was wondering the whole time, is my uh, retirement plan going to ever recover? Am I going to be able to retire? Did I just work 40 years to not be able to retire? And so anyway, he did retire and everything bounced back. But, you know, I'm just telling the story because, you know, there is a lot of volatility in the markets in general. You never know when a new recession is going to hit. So the stock markets, Bitcoin and all these things uh, do have volatility. And right now we're seeing inflation. We're seeing slowing GDP growth. Uh, Even though the job market is very hot and there's a lot of demand for jobs, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen in the future. So volatility is everywhere, and especially in this current climate, the uncertainty is really wearing up people. Roger Veer is back, and he's back in support of Elon Musk and Dogecoin and didn't say anything about Bitcoin. If you guys don't know who Roger Veer is, Roger Veer is the creator of Bitcoin Cash. He's a Bitcoin OG, but he kind of lost his, uh, I guess, faith in Bitcoin and decided to do his own project. And if you haven't heard of Bitcoin Cash, it tells you a little bit about uh, how he's doing and that project is doing. (laughs) I'm not dissing Bitcoin Cash, just saying that the guy disappeared for a year and nobody said anything about Bitcoin Cash in a minute, a, a, a good long minute. But anyway, Roger tweeted, Today marks an entire year since my last tweet. Think about how quickly time goes. Make sure you're spending it on important things. Hashtag family. Hashtag friends. Hashtag cryptocurrency. Hashtag freedom. And he says, Dogecoin, Litecoin, and Bitcoin Cash is the way forward. What do you think about Roger's cryptocurrency picks for the future? Email me, Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Coinbase's NFT marketplace was long-anticipated. But now it's finally live, in beta, and very few can access it, leading to few sales in its first week. The platform launched on April 20th, and they have seen a little over 900 total transactions, accounting for about 104.5 Ethereum in volume traded, or $300,000. And that's about a third of the total volume that occurred on Thursday alone. Basically, people are starting to use it, and on Thursday they saw $100,000 in volume in just one day. According to Dune Analytics data from Coinbase NFT's back-end partner, X project, there are currently just 681 total users on the platform, including 282 unique sellers and 464 unique buyers. Since its launch, the site has added roughly 100 new accounts each day. I got an email yesterday uh, saying that I can join Coinbase NFTs. I haven't done it yet. I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I'm off the wait list apparently, so I'm happy about it. So you want to compare Coinbase's NFT's marketplace to OpenSea. I don't know if it's a comparison, but we can try here. OpenSea saw nearly $94.8 million in volume Thursday compared to their $100,000 in volume. It has 1.6 million users. So I don't think that's a good comparison because I think we have to look at OpenSea in its first, I say, what is it, nine days of being launched as a platform? I think that'd be more of an apt comparison, uh, but... We see that Coinbase has a long way to go to compete with OpenSea if they are actually going to compete with OpenSea. And we can see that Coinbase has a huge upside if we're talking about $94, $95, 100000000 million volume traded each day in the NFT space on just one platform. There's a market for sure for Coinbase. This is what I think is the biggest news of the day. A bipartisan group of lawmakers, including the leading Republican on the House Agriculture Committee, has introduced a new bill to regulate developers, dealers, and exchanges working with digital commodities, including stablecoins and Bitcoin. The Digital Commodities Exchange Act of 2022 would expand the CFTC's regulatory power and is sponsored by Representative Glenn Thompson, a Republican from Pennsylvania, and he's also the ranking member of the House Agriculture Committee Committee as well as Representative Tom Emmer, Republican from Minnesota, the bill has pulled support from across the aisles with Rep. Ro Khanna from California and Representative Darren Sato from Florida. They are co-sponsors of this bill. So what is this bill going to do? First, it's going to allow the CFTC, which is overseen by the Agriculture Committee, due to the agency's historic role at regulating derivative markets for grains and other agricultural staples, it's going to allow the CFTC to regulate cryptocurrency exchanges such as Coinbase and FTX.us, and the CFTC is going to be overseen by the Agriculture Committee. The bill will also give the CFTC jurisdiction over digital assets that do not convey rights and obligations typically associated with a security. Basically, they're going to say, hey, if it's not a security, it's going to be under the CFTC, while securities are obviously under the SEC or the Securities and Exchange Commission. The bill says that also digital currencies will have to seek the CFTC's approval before beginning new trading of new digital currencies or digital commodities. Basically, what this means is that exchanges are going to have to ask the CFTC if they can trade a certain digital commodity or digital asset. Now, I'm not too sure if like they can come together and say, hey, um, for example, Dogecoin can be traded and then everybody can list Dogecoin on the exchange. Or is every exchange going to have to ask separately to list Dogecoin? I'm not too sure how that's going to work out. Um, The bill also outlines the rules for pre-sales of digital commodities so that they aren't just dumped on the open market, harming consumers. As part of the listing process, exchanges must show that the price of the cryptocurrency can't be easily manipulated. And finally, the bill carves out space for stablecoin issuers such as Circle who can register with the CFTC as a Fixed Value Digital Commodity Operator, or FVDCO. They would be required to submit regular audits to ensure that they have enough assets on hand to redeem the stablecoin for dollars. All right. So the link is in the show notes. If you want to read it through yourself, there's a lot more to this as well. Uh, please email me, Matthew, if you have any thoughts on this bill. Robinhood is not doing well. Uh, it just reported net revenues of $299 million for Q1 of 2022. It sounds like a lot until you compare it to Q4 of 2021 of $363 million. That's an 18% drop. The crypto business, though, is up 13% to $54 million in Q1 of 2022, up from $48 million in Q4 of 2021. That is not good. And if you take this all into comparison from this time last year, their revenues were $522 million. So it's not good for Robinhood right now. Crypto business is growing slightly, but everything else is shrinking dramatically. And so the firm announced on Tuesday that it would lay off 9% of its employees due to slowing growth. And finally, the people of Panama may soon be able to buy their morning brew with Bitcoin. The country's legislator just approved a bill regulating the use of cryptocurrencies in the country. Now, the bill just needs to be signed by the country's president before it comes into force. The law stipulates that cryptocurrency will now be a valid form of payment for any legal, civil, or commercial operation, including the payments of taxes, fees, duties from the government. A full list of acceptable cryptocurrencies will be forthcoming, but for now, the law highlights Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, Litecoin, and Stellar, among a handful of other coins. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. I'll be back tomorrow with our week in review. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.